Good morning, all listeners. It is Saturday, February 4th, 2023. It's 7.54 a.m. Pacific Time, and this is episode 214 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. Ah, Boogie! And I am the Baron, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Saturday. We got a laundry list of college basketball to go over with y'all today. We apologize that we missed you guys on Sunday for conference championships. <coughs> Boogie was a little under the weather, but my <coughs> man is feeling better now. Baby. Yeah, I'm feeling better. Thank you. Uh, sorry, I apologize for everything, but uh, I could not let my peeps down. Uh, so I am back healthy, ready to go. Uh, what an amazing weekend last weekend, Baron. We got uh, a couple of Super Bowl uh, games going on with winners last week in the championship games. Mm-hmm. Both home teams. We got a Kelsey Bowl next Sunday. We have eight more days until the Super Bowl. Philadelphia Eagles defeated the quarterback-depleted 49ers 31-7 to in the first game last Sunday. A dominant performance by the Philadelphia Eagles. San Francisco essentially played the entire second half without a quarterback. Brock Purdy had a torn UCL, going to need surgery. Couldn't throw the ball. They only threw two passes the whole second half as they were down big at halftime, 21-7. Philly cruises to a 31-7 victory, getting back to the Super Bowl for the second time in the last five years. Yeah, uh, you know, this is an Eagles team that is just keeps... Uh the confidence up and uh, defying all odds against the people that didn't think that they would be where they're at right now. Uh, great job by them. It was obviously a really tough spot that the 49ers were in. Guess they wish they had Jimmy G now, huh? Oh, yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. He was injured. They had a bunch of people um, get injured, just starting with Trey Lance and then Jimmy G. And then Brock Purdy in the championship game. And don't forget Josh Johnson. Got down to Josh Johnson. He got knocked out with a concussion, so they had to throw Purdy back in there to just hand the ball off. Going to be a very interesting Super Bowl, and they match up with the Kansas City Chiefs, who finally got the monkey off their back. Patrick Mahomes finally beats Joe Burrow, breaking a three-game losing streak to the third-year stud quarterback out of LSU. And Patty Mahomes, 326 and two touchdowns on a sprained ankle. He played lights out. The defense stepped up. Chris Jones had a couple of huge sacks in that game. Uh, first two sacks of his career in the postseason, and the first team all pro leads that defense. They had a couple of interceptions of Burrow and uh, maybe some favorable calls along the way. But uh, Patty scrambled out and got within field goal range and then got hit out of bounds, setting up a 45 yard game winner for Harrison Butker. He knocks it through. Chiefs uh, then squib kick it, time runs out, and Kansas City goes back to the Super Bowl. Kansas City and Philly, both the one seeds, all chalk this postseason in the National Football League. You don't say. Yeah, that was a great uh, a great job by the Chiefs to be able to overcome Mahomes' injury. Uh, the kid just was lights out last week. We were able to see how passionate and uh, just how courageous he was last week. Uh, the injury, I mean, a high ankle sprain. Most people are out for uh, four to six weeks minimum, yeah. and this this kid comes back uh, a week later and was able to take care of business against this Bengals team that had their number, uh, winning three games and uh, being able to overcome that. It's just a, a great story, and it's going to be a great, I think, Super Bowl matchup. I think we see some points in this game. Uh, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, just unbelievable. He's on his way to maybe an MVP 
award. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing this, and I can't wait to talk about it. Yep, we will talk about that next Sunday morning. The Super Bowl is next Sunday, a week from tomorrow, February 12th, 3.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 Eastern on Fox from State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, Kansas City, and Philadelphia. Right now, the Vegas line is Philadelphia minus one and a half, over under 50 points. Kansas City will be in their road whites, and Philadelphia will be in their home greens. And I just want to let everybody know that 15 of the last 18 Super Bowls, the team wearing the white jerseys has won. <laughs> just want to throw that little tidbit out there. There's going to be a bunch of superstitious type of predictions over the coming weeks. But Boogie and I will revisit this Super Bowl Sunday special as we do every year. It actually will be our third annual Super Sunday special. Yes, sir. As we will have uh, college basketball all day and then the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, uh, also the Andy Reid effect. As yeah. Andy Reid will be playing against his former team yeah. as the Chiefs head coach plays against those Eagles that he coached for many, many years. Uh, looking forward to talking about that, like I said. But, man, what a matchup. Best best matchup I think we could have asked for. Two best teams, man. Both got the one seeds. Both, uh, you know, favorable off the bye. Getting two home wins to get here. And now you got Eagles Chiefs for all the marbles. And we will see what happens next Sunday. And we'll talk more about it. Just to preview our coming episodes, today will be episode 214 as we go over a college basketball slate. Boogie and I both have a six-pack of pits. There will be a couple of drink bets in here as we finished our capping a little bit ago. And um, tomorrow we will have episode 215. We have a laundry list of college games for tomorrow. A lot of small school action. We are diving into the small schools in college basketball right now because... About three weeks from now, we will have the conference tournaments begin. So, the way today is going to work is we have six games, six picks apiece for us. Before we do that, though, and we leave the NFL, we got to give a salute to my man Tom Brady, the GOAT. Yes. Announcing his retirement on February 2nd for the second consecutive year. We will see if that stands true. We had a lot of predictions of where he might go, San Francisco being one of them. But uh, the Raiders said, another? Yep. He sat on the beach the other day, though, and said that he was going to retire. So seven Super Bowl rings, tons of MVPs, tons of NFL records. Tom Brady, greatest to ever do it. Uh, a 23-year NFL career from 2000 to 2023. Won a Super Bowl in three different decades with two different teams. Threw a touchdown pass to 98 different players. Unbelievable career for Thomas Edward Brady. Shout out to the GOAT, man. He is uh, going to retire, and uh, sounds like he might have himself a nice paying job in the analyst studio for Fox now. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, this this guy is just going to ride off into the sunset. He is just unbelievable in his, uh, in his career, and uh, I think uh, there is no doubt in my mind that uh, this is it for him. Uh, I think he's made peace with it. And uh, it was a great video shout-out that he had earlier in the week. Yes, sir, And was. Uh, we are looking forward to seeing what uh, happens to him in his uh, upcoming uh, life and his, his career as well as a Fox analyst uh, and as well in the next upcoming football season. We will see exactly what happens in this uh, offseason as we're not there yet, though. In one more week, we will be having our Super Bowl special. Like I said, today's 214, tomorrow's 215. 
You can catch episode 216 next Saturday morning for some more college hoops. And then our Super Sunday special, episode 217, next Sunday. So that is your program guide for Boogie and the Baron. Um, we're going to try to get this into three days a week prior to transitioning into video sometime this year. Um, we're going to, we just so happen to might have a, a mutual day of availability during the week. So um, maybe in the next couple weeks, you might be seeing us uh, once during the week and Saturday and Sunday. So three of your seven days. Uh, we will be here with you guys, trying to win you guys some money. And with that being said, it's a perfect segue into today's uh, college basketball card. We um, On Saturdays, we kind of keen in on the top 25 bugs and, and where everything is going to lie. And uh, we got I got multiple, I have multiple tabs open on my computer so we can kind of take a look at what this is going to mean uh, for the NCAA tournament. As mm-hmm. we are, like I said, three weeks away from conference tournaments. And uh, five weeks away from Selection Sunday, it comes fast. Um, <laughs> no homo. Um, <laughs> but uh, there, there's a lot on the line here for a lot of these teams. And we will start in the ACC as both of us have a similarity pick to start this pod. It's 8.03 a.m. right now, so this game tips off in one hour's time. It is on ESPN2, and it's the Virginia Cavaliers at the Virginia Tech Hokies. Virginia comes in, Boogie, very impressive this year. Tony Bennett got them playing at a championship caliber level. They're looking to go back and try to win the thing. They just won it a few years ago before COVID. Um, and they got a new squad, and they look pretty good. 17-3, and 9-2 in conference, one of the best defenses in the country, 60 points a game. What really separates them this year, though, is their ability to score the basketball. Offense, yep. The, scoring over 70 and giving up 60, that's a good recipe for success. They take on a Virginia Tech team who's had its ups and downs. They have played a tough schedule, but Virginia Tech comes in 13-9 and 3-8 and in conference play. The ACC is a little bit down, but when you take a look at the, you know, the standings overall in the, uh, in the American Coast Conference here, um, it's, I'm sorry, Atlantic Coast Conference, Virginia is a half a game back of Clemson. For number one, and Virginia Tech is down near the bottom at three and eight. They are fourth from the bottom. Um, very, you know, they're they're better than people think. I'll put it to you that way. A very good team. And when you look at Virginia and Joe Lenardi's bracket at this point, Virginia currently is a three seed. They're currently occupying the three line. Obviously, a quad one win on the road for the Cavaliers will. They're trying to flirt with that two seed. Maybe all hell breaks loose, you never know. Right now, Virginia Tech not in the field when you look at the uh, the bubble. Um, they're actually right outside the next four out category, so uh, Virginia Tech needs all the wins they can get. Bottom line here is I did look at this, and I thought it was a fishy line. But, however, I mean, when you look at how hot Virginia is winning seven in a row, they play good defense, man, and they are very, very disciplined. And we're getting a point. So let's take the point. Virginia plus one. Yeah, I mean, this is Tony Bennett's, I think, best squad at the moment over the last several years. He won with defense in a ridiculous championship game uh, a few years back. Uh, No offense whatsoever. Uh, We had my man Kyle Guy. It was great. Uh, Free throws and everything. But Mm -hmm. they have added uh, another uh, offensive type of weapons on their team this year. So they're playing with defense. They're playing with offense. Uh, Vatek plays okay at home. Uh, their their one big win, I believe, has been uh, that upset of Duke. Uh, but Duke, as we have seen this year, is not playing very well. 
not very Duke-ish. Not Duke-ish. This year. They're playing Dukey. Yeah, they're a little Dukey this year. Uh, Vatek, 78-75 over Duke uh, back on January 23rd. And um, I think that Virginia just going to go ahead and take care of business here on the road. And uh, I look for Bennett's team to go ahead and uh, squash down on that Vatek on the road, get some defense going, and, uh, of course, enough offense. They've already won by 10 over this Virginia Tech team earlier in the season. So go ahead, take the sweep here with Virginia. Yeah, Virginia looking all the parts of a team that can make it, uh, make a nice deep run into the tournament. And we always say this, Bugs, defense travels. I'm not a big fan of uh, road teams, especially in college basketball and conference play, but if you give me a team that can play some good defense, that travels. That, that crowd will not affect the way Virginia locks up on defense. So Virginia getting the point sounds like a steal, and that is our first play of six. Uh, and now we go into our first drink bet. And I knew, I had a feeling this was going to be a drink bet, but just to preview this one, this is going to be a powerhouse matchup here in the Big 12. The Kansas Jayhawks at the Iowa State Cyclones. Kansas, number eight in the country, 18-4. and four. Iowa State, 13th in the country, 15-6, with an amazing 11-0 home record at Ames. Hilton Coliseum, the ultimate home court advantage. This is a matchup of two of the top teams in the Big 12. When you look at the Big 12 standings, Texas is actually at the top, 7-2. And And then you have Iowa State and Kansas right there with TCU and Kansas State at 6-3. There's a four-way tie for second. Right now, based off of tiebreakers, Iowa State is the two and Kansas is the four. Kansas and Iowa State, man, a top 15 matchup here. Number eight at number 13. This is has all the makings of something amazing. When you uh, take a peek at Joe Lenardi's bracket, he actually has Kansas as a one seed, uh, the fourth one seed. So they're sitting on the one line as today sits. And when you take a look at Iowa State, I'm trying to find them in this bracket. Let me just do a little search here. That way I can be on point. Iowa State. Uh, let me see. Scroll down, scroll down. There they are, number four. They're a four seed. Interesting. Um, Kansas, obviously, is the defending national champions, led by Jalen Wilson, who is an absolute stud. Iowa State, man, um, their head coach, former UNLV head coach, has been Ots- doing T.J. Otzelberger. He's done a great job. Iowa State got to the Sweet 16 last year. Kansas won the national championship last year. This is a matchup of two teams that are going to be primed and ready to go in March Madness. Kansas is a uh, one-and-a-half-point road favorite. And I am in love with home dogs. And I'm going to ride the 11-0 home streak for the Cyclones. I think they're going to play their best game of the season and get a quality win here and move up Lenardi's bracket. Buy me a half a point. Iowa State plus two minus a dollar twenty. Yeah, last time these two teams played, uh, great uh, defensive battle. KJ Adams uh, for Kansas was able to score with ten seconds left, and Kansas won sixty-two sixty. They did not cover the seven and a half points that they were given Iowa State. They did not. Uh, this year, though, they are not a covering machine. Iowa State's playing really good. They're undefeated at home. So why is Boogie going ahead and going to take Kansas? This is like 
My partner over here has said Boogie loves Kansas. Kansas loves uh, Boogie too. Mm -hmm. And so what we're going to do here with this game is just going to go ahead and pick the better team. I think Bill Self can go ahead and get his team ready. Jalen Wilson has a big game. I think that uh, Kansas on the money line is the way to go. So I'm going to go ahead in a, again, another defensive battle here. I think the Jayhawks can get it done. Give me Kansas on the money line minus $1.30. Kansas money line minus $1.30. So I'm taking the two points at minus $1.20, and you're laying the $1.30 for Kansas to win the game. And that is drink bet number one of, I believe, I think there's only going to be two drink bets today, which is a good thing. That is our second picks. We're both on Virginia. Boogie on Kansas, Barron on Iowa State. We move on now, and I've got an 11 o'clock game here that I want to shout out real quick before uh, we move to Boogie's third pick. My third pick on today's loaded college basketball slate, we move to the SEC 11 o'clock on ESPN. This game will take place after Kansas and Iowa State is over with. And it's Auburn and Tennessee. Auburn comes in number 25 in the country, 17-5 and 7-2 and and in the SEC. And Tennessee, number 2 in the country, 18-4, and 7-2 and in the SEC. Tennessee right now, um, Joe Lenardi's bracket, looking at a two-seed at the moment. And when you take a look at this Auburn team, their schedule has not been very favorable, which is why they are currently in the 8th slot they would be a dangerous eight seed, though. We watched North Carolina come from that eight seed all the way to the championship game. We sure did. I mean, the eight nine uh, area is not the worst part to be in. All you got to do is knock off the one seed in the second game, and if you do that, now you're riding some high momentum, and it's going to be the best team you play. Now, with that being said, I know Auburn has had a weak schedule. They've played the bottom half of the SEC so far this season. Tennessee has beaten everybody. I mean, this Tennessee team is unbelievable. The way they defend, I mean, this is another, uh, it reminds me of Andy Reid. This is Bruce Pearl going against his old team. Yep. Bruce Pearl, Rick Barnes, two Hall of Fame coaches. Tennessee is coming off a 67-54 loss to Florida three days ago. Auburn, um... They broke a two-game losing streak by beating Georgia. So the gauntlet starts now for the Tigers of Auburn. They're going to have to win some of these games to stay in the bracket. And I don't think they're getting a lot of respect with their weak strength of the schedule as Tennessee is a nine-and-a-half-point home favorite. I have rolled Tennessee. That was a uh, best bet for me last week as mm. they took care of business at home against Texas. And uh, nine-and-a-half, though, I think is a little bit too much. I think Auburn... Is not getting the respect they deserve. I see a lot of value here in this Auburn Tigers club. I think that they could keep this into a single-digit margin. And with that being said, I'm going to buy the half a point again with Auburn. And I'm going to take the 10 points. I think that uh, if Tennessee wins this game, it's going to be close. And it's going to be on free throws towards the end. So I think 10 points is a bargain for a pesky Auburn bunch with a loaded roster. Take Auburn. Give me the 10. All right. Boog, where are we going next? Uh, we're going to go to the 12 o'clock slot here in the Pacific time zone. Miami against Clemson. Clemson's laying two at home. They are 12-0 at home. Miami, 17-5. Uh, not bad on the road. It's tough to win on the road again. 4-4 four and four away. This Miami team, though, really has still impressed me. I've been a Miami backer for now a few years. You have. Um, they have uh, Larinaga as the head coach, and he gets his team ready to go. 
Clemson, on the other hand, has uh, been very impressive this year. Comes in number 20. Miami's 23 uh, in the country. Clemson coming off of a bad loss against Boston College at Boston College on Tuesday night. Uh, however, Miami, 4-3 uh, and three, their last uh, seven games. This Miami team, though, has got some offense, and Clemson seems to be struggling. They got a couple of guys out. Uh, we should say that uh, this kid Galloway is struggling with a, a nut problem. Yes. And uh, you know what, though? They got a couple other guys, though, that are still there on their team that are pretty good. But I think it comes down to offense. Uh, Clemson does not impress me. I will go ahead and I'm going to take the points today. I think Miami has a strong upset inside them. And I think that they can go ahead and defeat Clemson outright. And whenever we see that, take the points. I'm taking Miami plus two. Miami plus two. And that is a perfect segue into drink bet number two. Boogie's third pick is a drink bet of my fourth pick. As I've rode Clemson this season, especially at home. Hope you didn't ride them on Tuesday. I did not take them at Boston College. I think this is a really good bounce back spot for Clemson. Number one in the conference. Miami comes in at number five in the conference. This has got all the makings of a semifinal ACC tournament matchup. You look at Lenardi's bracket, and uh, they actually have both these teams out west here in Vegas's uh, region. As uh, Clemson a nine seed. And Miami is six. So margin for error, very slim for both of these ball clubs. Despite having 17 and 5 and 18 and 5 records, respectively, that just shows you how down the ACC is this year. But Clemson at home, they've been really good there in that spot. They're coming off that loss. And I think Clemson can get the win. And that's where I'm going with pick number four for me Clemson money line, minus 130. For a drink bet with Boogie, our last drink bet. Boogie on Miami, I'm taking Clemson. And this is funny. You have Kansas money line, I have Iowa State plus two. I have Clemson money line, you have Miami plus two. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll get a one-point buzzer beater in both games. Hopefully. That is both of our drink bets today. Now we want to segue Boogie into the third game of a triple header on ESPN. We have Kansas-Iowa State, where where we're flipped on. Auburn, Tennessee at 11 on ESPN, where I have Auburn. And at 1 o'clock, you have a play on this Purdue and Indiana matchup on at 1 o'clock on ESPN. I certainly do. This uh, Purdue team just came in as a unanimous number one. They are 22-1, 11-1 in the Big Ten, uh, riding the uh, offense for Zach Eady, the big seven-footer. Monster. He is uh, going to be impressive in the NBA, I believe. I uh, we've got Indiana at home. Uh, where that crowd is probably going to be rocking today in Indiana with Trace Jackson leading the way. Uh, It's an interesting matchup, to say the least, as Purdue comes in as a one-point underdog at the moment. Uh, Indiana 6-5 in the Big Ten. Like we said, Big Ten record 11-1 for Purdue. Overall, I think Indiana will go ahead and give it their best shot. I think that it'll be a tough game for Purdue, but I think in the end, Purdue will pull out the reason why they're number one right now, as Zach Eady will go ahead and show why he is going to probably be the number one pick in this year's draft. Give me Purdue plus one. Purdue getting a point. Interesting, you have Purdue getting a point on the road and Virginia getting a point on the road. Purdue, 22-1, and winners of nine in a row. Zach Eady probably going to be the unanimous player of the year. He is... Had um, 
career highs in points, rebounds, and assists. He is he keeps that train moving for the Boilermakers. 22 and 13 on a night in, night out basis. Big reason why, the biggest reason why they are the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament today. Purdue, the number one overall seed right now in March Madness. Indiana coming in as a five seed. And oh wow, Indiana looks like they're matched up with Kent State in the first round. Hell yeah. Per Joe Lenardi, we that is subject to change because Kent State did drop one last night at Akron. Akron and Kent State going to be the two best teams in the conference. Tough loss. Kent Tough State, loss. Kent, uh, Akron will probably flip and take Kent State's spot. So Indiana could get a big win here and move up in the bracket. But Purdue, boogie on Purdue to continue their winning ways. Indiana will drop, potentially, depending on what else happens. Boogie taking the point with Purdue. Uh, before we move on to my fifth pick, we are going chronological order here, and we're staying in the same time frame. We go back to the SEC. Alabama and LSU. This game's at 1 o'clock on ESPNU, and Boogie, you feel real strong about one of these teams in this game. Oh, yeah. So this Alabama tie team, 9-10-3, 19-3 overall, 9-0 in the SEC what has happened to LSU? LSU overall 12 and 10, but only 1 and 8 in the SEC. Lost nine in a row. They've lost nine in a row. They uh, have also gotten destroyed by most of the teams in the SEC. Oh, oh. And we just uh, witnessed, how about this? We just witnessed uh, Alabama beating Vanderbilt by 40. And also, Alabama also beat LSU at home back on January 14th. By 40, 106 to 66. Now they're on the road against this LSU team that it doesn't matter if you're home or away, get blown out either way, and you're laying 11 and a half if you're Alabama. Smells like an easy win for me. Yep. Take Alabama, lay the points, minus 11 and a half. Alabama laying 11 and a half on the road at LSU. LSU currently not in the field. They're going to have to probably win the SEC tournament, and they can't even win an SEC game. They're not even going to get out of the first game. Dude, they're 12 and 10. They started the season 12 and 1, looking very promising in the top 25, and has lost nine consecutive games. Unbelievable. I just can't even believe it. And Alabama right now, the number one, a number one seed, number two overall. And it should be no, to nobody's surprise that Boogie is backing the top three teams in the bracket. Oh, boy. Purdue on his list. Alabama on his list. Kansas on his list. Go with the strength. Going with the strength. Houston doesn't play until tomorrow. <laughs> That's the fourth number one seed. And we'll see if Houston... <laughs> on tomorrow's episode, Houston plays Temple trying to avenge a loss. I'm sure they're going to be road chalk. And we'll see... If Boogie gets all number one seeds on his card <laughs> for both for both days. But nonetheless, this is a mismatch. I agree. Alabama can hang 100 on this squad. LSU is in trouble. And uh, Boogie like an Alabama big here laying 11 and a half. What do you think? Probably a 15 to 20 point win easily. Uh, right? I think easily. I mean, LSU, they barely beat East Tennessee State back in December, 72-68. Yeah, they're not very good. They, they uh, uh, Kentucky was struggling in early January, and Kentucky wound up winning by three. Oh, yeah. But since then, LSU lost to Florida at home, 67-56. 
Like I said, January 14th, Alabama beats them 106-66. Auburn beats them on the road 67-49. Tennessee beats them 77-56 at LSU. Arkansas beats them at Arkansas 60-40. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech beats them 76-68 on the road. Missouri wins 87-77 just this past week. Yeah. And now they got to face an Alabama team that already beat them by 40. Sounds like a, maybe a Boogie's blockbuster best bet to me. Alabama is also undefeated in conference, not in the SEC. They did have that uh, complete breakdown at Oklahoma last Saturday. They so did. Looking to bounce back from that, and they took it out on Vanderbilt with a 101-44 victory. So Boogie's fifth of six is Alabama laying 11.5 on the road. And what I've seen a lot, what's trendy in college basketball Usually when a team is laying double digits on the road, they crush the mm-hmm. team. So we'll see if Boogie can hit that when Alabama laying 11 in a hook. My next play, I'm going to the Big East. It's 2 o'clock on Fox. I head to the Centis Center in Xavier, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio, shall I say. The Xavier Musketeers are at home. They're the 16th best team in the country right now. 18-5, and 12-1 at home. What a loaded squad. This team scores a lot of points and gives up a lot of points. St. John's, similar deal. Scores a lot of points, gives up a lot of points. Should be a high-scoring affair as you look at the total. It's been bet all the way up to 166.5. Take a look. The Big East standings as it sits. Xavier setting at number one, tied with Marquette. They have the tiebreaker because they beat the Golden Eagles two weeks ago. Xavier, the number one seed right now in the Big East tournament if the season were end today. St. John's is near the bottom four and eight in conference. Only teams that they have a better record than are Butler, DePaul, and Georgetown. You take a look at Joe Lenardi's bracket. You take a look at the Xavier squad. They're sitting at a four seed right now, staring at a 4-13 matchup with Hofstra. And right now, the St. John's Red Storm not in the tournament field. This could be a big-time win for St. John's in regards to their tournament resume. And a lot of people don't study college basketball the way we do. But I want to let everybody know that Xavier will be without their best, well, not their best big man. Jack Nungy is their best big man. Mm -hmm. But Zach Fremantle. He's been good, too. Zach Fremantle, the four-man. He's a stretch four. He hits a lot of mid-range jumpers. uh, Helps Jack Nungy in the paint. He's actually their leading rebounder. Eight rebounds a game. He is out with an injury until March Madness. So, no go for him. And they've really felt the... uh, He got injured in that UConn game when they upset UConn on the road a couple weeks back. Since his absence, they lost at Creighton by 17. And they had a two-point overtime win earlier this week at home against Providence. They're laying eight and a half points, and I think St. John's is going to give them everything they want. St. John's needs to win basketball games to get back into this bubble picture, and I think St. John's has a very good opportunity with the way that Xavier lacks on the defensive end, combined with Fremantle's absence. I think St. John's, who's already a better rebounding team than Xavier, Mm. can take advantage of this on the glass and really make this a competitive basketball game. One of my favorite plays today, they're getting eight and a half. Once again, I'm going to buy that half a point, and I'm going to take the Johnnies, baby. Shout out to New York, baby. St. John's plus the nine, minus $1.20. I think they can hang in there. The combination of Xavier not playing any defense, and there's going to be a mismatch on the glass. St. John's hangs in there. 
and covers the nine points. All, all right. day, every day. All right. Last but not least, for all you sicko degenerates out there on the East Coast, we have a 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific start here, right? Yep. What a matchup in the Ooh. WCC. Top two teams in the conference. Number 12, Gonzaga. At number 18, St. Mary's. Gonzaga is 8-1 and in conference. St. Mary's 9-0 and in conference. These teams are 19-4 and and 20-4, and respectively. Two teams that are going to dominate March Madness, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, here's my uh, analysis here. We got a Gonzaga-St. Mary's matchup that's going to be unbelievable. Um, if you like tough matchups here, this is a great, great matchup. Gonzaga is not probably their best defense since, uh, I'd say it's been about 20 no, no, actually, it goes back about 30 years. Uh, they have not been able to play as good a defense as they have over the last 10, 15 years. But yeah, it goes back 30 years. Uh, we are looking at a Gonzaga team um, that has struggled. And it has struggled at 8-1 and one in West Coast Conference play. 8-1 yep. and one and they're struggling. The fact yeah, of the matter right. is, though, is, is that they have lost a couple of key guys. Um, I don't know what Mark Few has been able to not do this year, uh, but I'll tell you what, this St. Mary's team is pretty impressive. They come in 20-4, and 9-0 in the West Coast Conference. They're actually at home laying three against Gonzaga. Man, I've looked at this first, and I'm like, mm, I got to go ahead and take Gonzaga here. But not so fast, my friend. I'm going to go ahead and just relax here, and I'm going to go ahead and look at this two teams and play a little bit of offense here. St. Mary's got a great defense, but Gonzaga's got a still a great offense. Don't sleep on Gonzaga's offense. They're on the road, but I see them scoring a minimum, a minimum of 70 points. And if there is a possibility that St. Mary's is going to beat this team, that means they got to score more than 70 points. The total is 137.5. Right now, I'm taking the over. Gonzaga, St. Mary's, over 137.5 for Boogie. I like the game to go over this, and it looks like it's going to be a great game. Take, watch out for the watch out for the upset here. A lot of people I know favorites are in public going to go ahead and back Gonzaga. Why is Gonzaga getting three points? Yeah. St. Mary's, who are they? The Gales. Gales are strong this year. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga not so strong as they have been over the last few years, mm-hmm. but I think Gonzaga's offense can go ahead and push this total over. Give me 137.5. Over the total. Over the total, and this is a two-way play because Boogie's on this over 137.5. I am all over St. Mary's to win this game. Like you said, why would Gonzaga be getting points at St. Mary's? St. Mary's Gales, they might as well change their name to the St. Mary's Whiteys. Their entire <laughs> rotation is a bunch of white boys who can shoot the lights out, bro. Oh. Can shoot the lights out. This whole rotation... All white boys, they can shoot it. They play defense. One of the best defenses in the country. And I'm going to tell you this right now. St. Mary's is going to score some points too. If you think Gonzaga's getting a 70, St. Mary's is going to score more because they're going to win this game. St. Mary's money line, minus $1.50. St. Mary's knocked off Gonzaga last year in this spot. Remember there was a day in college basketball when like 16 of the top 25 lost. I do remember. Gonzaga was number one. They lost at St. Mary's. All hell breaks loose. St. Mary's is actually a better team than Gonzaga this year. And they're going to show everybody why. To finish my card, I'm taking St. Mary's on the money line. Four guys in double figures. Aiden Mahaney, Mitchell Saxon, Alex Dukas, Logan Johnson. Man, 
What a favorable squad. All white boys. I love it. St. Mary's on the money line. Minus $1.50. They get the job done. That's our two-way spot. St. Mary's money line for me. And Gonzaga St. Mary's over 137.5 for Boogie. And it is now time. It's best bet time, I love Boogie. this time of the, the episode. And you know something? I'm so excited about this team. I'm taking St. Mary's on the money line with my best bet. They knock off Gonzaga. That's going to be my best play. St. Mary's, Gales, money line, minus 150. Barron's best bet. Boogie's blockbuster best bet is going to be already shouted out. We are going with that Alabama Crimson Tide. The Tide blow out LSU on the road. They, I was mistaken before. They didn't win by 40 against Vanderbilt. They won by 60. Yes, they did. Now they already beat an LSU team that did lose to them by 40 last time. They're on the road. It doesn't matter. Alabama, minus 11 and a half. Don't walk to the window. Run, Run to that window. Let's go. Cash that ticket. And then go put all your money on St. Mary's and the over later tonight. Ooh. Woo, boy. That is juicy. Alabama over. In that Gonzaga game, and we got St. Mary's for Barron. Love it. Alabama laying 11.5 for Boogie's best bet. St. Mary's money line for my best bet. We have a two-way play in the last game of the night. I'm on St. Mary's for my best bet, and uh, Boogie on the over. Obviously, he has Bama. I got St. John's. Um, Boogie got Purdue. We both got Virginia. I got Auburn, and we got two drink bets. It's going to be a great day. Love it. Go and make some money, everybody. Have some fun. That's your six-pack of picks. Episode 214 is done with. We will see you guys same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. Shout out to Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon for that quote. Yes, sir. And tomorrow morning, we'll talk to you guys about some more college hoops. Go win some money, and happy Saturday. Bear now. Enjoy. Boogie out.